Today, October 4th, 2019, the Supreme Court of the United States announced that it will consider whether the state of Louisiana is permitted to enforce basic health and safety regulations for the benefit of its citizens. This important opportunity provides the court the first opportunity to rule on abortion in over three years. This wide-ranging case could also potentially allow the court to speak to the so-called constitutional right to abortion, declared in Roe v. Wade and affirmed in Planned Parenthood v. Casey. Let's break down what this case is about, the legal arguments underpinning each side, and what's at stake when it comes to the preservation of human life. I'm Tom Shakely, and this is Life, Liberty, and Law. I'm Tom Shakely, and this is Life, Liberty, and Law. For a special episode, I'm joined here in the studio at American Center for Life by Noah Brandt. Noah, thank you for joining us. Yeah, let's break it down, Tom. And we've also got, joining us in Louisiana, in New Orleans, Catherine Glenn Foster, our president and CEO, and Steve Aiden, our chief legal officer and general counsel. Catherine, Steve, thank you for joining the show. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, terrific. Thanks. So, Catherine and Steve, you're both in New Orleans. Catherine, tell us what's going on. Just, um, it is a bustling scene here, and uh, and I just have to think, you know, how many of these people know what an incredible decision was made this morning, what an incredible history-making step that the Supreme Court has taken, uh, impacting this very state, women and children right here. So, Steve... That's right, Catherine. This could, really could be uh, one of the most important abortion decisions the Supreme Court has ever considered since Roe versus Wade. You've got the two new justices on the court, Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh. Both of them are strict textualists. Both of them uh, care more about what the Constitution was supposed to mean than what uh, it said years ago in Roe versus Wade. So we're hopeful that the Supreme Court will take a hard look at the Louisiana law and in the end uphold it and perhaps uh, pair back Roe versus Wade or even overturn it. Exciting times. Okay, so Catherine, you recently were in Philadelphia at the National Constitution Center speaking about the abortion issue with the woman who argued the Planned Parenthood versus Casey decision for the pro-abortion side. Can you speak to that? A few days ago, I was in Philadelphia at the National Constitution Center, as you said, debating Catherine Colbert. And in the course of that debate, she admitted that we have a Supreme Court now that is focused on protecting women, protecting children, that could, in fact, overturn Roe, Casey, and the entire abortion regime that has been in place in our nation since 1973. Those words from the woman who argued Planned Parenthood v. Casey in 1992 are being echoed throughout our nation from not only the pro-life side, but also the abortion activist side. We've seen emails going out this morning from NARAL, NARAL Pro-Choice America. We're seeing emails from Planned Parenthood, from all of the, the leading abortion activist organizations saying that um, uh, that this is not a drill, that, that Roe v. Wade is in danger, and that, in fact, we could, in the very near future, even in the, the coming months, we could reach a point where... Um, where all of those life-affirming laws that states have been passing for decades, that we've been working with them to pass for almost 50 years now, that all of those laws 
may finally be able to come into full force and effect, and we may finally be able to make um, just incredibly uh, exponentially greater progress towards that world, that America, where everyone is welcomed in life and protected in law. And Catherine, you have traveled the country over the past year testifying in legislatures, in state houses, speaking with lawmakers, speaking with policy experts. That's really your core work as our president and CEO at American Center for Life, is that grassroots work on the road, meeting with the people who are shaping the law and the culture in our society. And we're going to speak with you more here at American Center for Life soon. But I'm curious, as you and Steve are both there in New Orleans, in Louisiana, in the state now that is uh, perhaps at the center uh, more than anywhere else of the abortion issue because of today's Supreme Court decision, where do you think things are going? I mean, was it a surprise that the court decided to hear this case? How do you think people in Louisiana are going to react to this? I think that the people of Louisiana are going to be thrilled, just absolutely over the moon. You know, we're here meeting with leaders, with lawmakers, and um, and so far what we've heard is just excitement. Uh, we don't, you never know what kind of case the, the court will take. Of course, they have full discretion about whether they're going to take a case at all and what aspect of it. And uh, and I think Steve can speak a little bit more to this. But, um, but what we saw was that the, the court decided to take up both questions and give a full hour to oral argument for this case. They, they get it. They understand how critical this case is, how pivotal it is for the people of Louisiana and for our nation. This is, um, this is a situation where Louisiana is really the epicenter of the fight for rights. And Louisiana is leading the charge in protecting women and protecting children and in ensuring that all states have the ability to, uh, to do likewise. Steve, can you tell us admitting privileges, why are they important, and what were the conditions of these Louisiana abortion clinics? Why are these regulations necessary that the court's considering? Yeah, sure. No, this is really a very basic elemental health and safety regulation. If you go to any kind of outpatient medical provider and get laparoscopy or LASIK or anything like that, your doctor is going to have the ability to admit you to the hospital and follow up there if something goes wrong, which it sometimes does. It's very basic. It's universal. It's called admitting privileges. Not so in the abortion industry. All Louisiana wanted to do was this very modest proposal that require its abortion centers to abide by the same health and safety standards as other outpatient medical providers do. And that was too much for the abortion industry. They sued uh, about five years ago. There was a trial in Baton Rouge three years ago. I was privileged to be on that trial team. And uh, it was been, it's been up to the Supreme Court twice now. The first time it was held pending the outcome in the Texas case, the Hellerstedt case, and then sent down based on Hellerstedt. Uh, it came back around through the trial court again to the Fifth Circuit. Again, the Fifth Circuit said it was constitutional and appropriate for Louisiana to do this to protect its women. And now, again, in the Supreme Court, and this time the Supreme Court has agreed to hear this case. Because of the, sim the similarity with the Texas case, this is an opportunity for the court with its new personnel, the new justices, to tear back or even overturn its uh, previous precedent in the Texas case. And yes, affirm that states can do these very basic common sense things to protect the citizens from substandard abortionists. 
So, Steve, Hellerstadt, this Texas case you're refer- referring to from three years ago, was a setback, right? It was a loss for the pro-life side. And this is a chance for the court to reverse that loss and potentially give a win, saying that states can pass these safety regulations and they can go into effect, right? Yes, Hellerstadt was a loss. But more than that, it was the high watermark for abortion cases in the Supreme Court because the justices in that case granted every federal judge in America the right to decide whether any abortion provision was more burdensome than beneficial to abortion in that state and strike it down. That's not how constitutional law has ever been done. And that's not the standard that the court had announced even before Hellerstedt in the Casey case. So Hellerstedt really is a radical departure from prior precedent, and it's resulted in dozens of new lawsuits by Planned Parenthood, the Center for Reproductive Rights, and other lawyers for the abortion industry claiming that the right to abortion is much broader than we've ever seen it. The courts are inundated with these lawsuits, and I think it's time for the Supreme Court to step in, which is what I think they're doing with the Louisiana case, and put a stop to it. Of course, we've seen the Supreme Court act for a long time as a de facto National Abortion Control Board. That's a phrase that Clark Forsyth here at Americans United for Life uses to describe the way the court has acted for decades as if it were a sort of a super legislature dealing with abortion specifically. This is a chance for the court to step back and to put more of the power in the people's hands. Uh, our current system is sort of the equivalent of, imagine if, if cigarette manufacturing companies had the ability to uh, prohibit dissenting arguments. Imagine if uh, cigarette companies could ban uh, citizens from being able to sue them uh, for their, their health effects. Uh, you have a similar case here in terms of how the abortion industry is arguing against the basic health and well-being of the people impacted by abortion. So Steve, can you speak to that a bit more? Sure. Actually, the court has granted two cases. It granted the petition that the abortion provider of two medical services filed, but it also granted a cross-petition filed by Louisiana. Louisiana said, if you take the abortion uh, business's petition, you should also take our petition to decide whether an abortion business really has the legal right to challenge health and safety laws that were designed to protect women from those health care providers. That's really what they're doing. Like you said, it's a fox in the hen house kind of setup where the abortion industry thinks that it has the right to challenge health and safety rules that are designed to protect the public from them. Uh, it's insane, really, and it's an example of what the justices of the Supreme Court have called the abortion distortion, how the law gets totally distorted anytime you step into the arena of abortion on demand. Catherine, can you speak to Americans United for Life's Witness Through Unsafe, our publication documenting the reality of health and safety standards in abortion facilities? Sure. You know, Steve was just sharing about uh, about that sort of conundrum of abortion facilities supposedly um, having the right to sue to um, to protect their patients when uh, when really it's the abortion facilities themselves that the patients need to be protected from in so many cases. Uh, we documented that in our groundbreaking report, Unsafe, which we um, uh, which we released in order to just take a look behind those closed doors of abortion facilities and find out, you know, what have government inspections revealed? What have we seen behind those closed doors 
when inspectors have gone in and what kind of conditions are there. And, and sadly, um, tragically, in case after case after case, facility after facility, we have seen that, um, that these abortion, abortion facilities are just not up to snuff. And that we're talking about conditions where there is um, blood left on tables, on floors, um, complete lack of sanitation, drugs not being stored properly, being expired, um, you know, situations where they would have the drugs being in the, stored in the same fridge as, um, as, as aborted children, aborted baby body parts, in the same fridge as, as employee lunches. I mean, just horrific conditions that are, are so unsanitary that, that you wouldn't expect to see them uh, in a facility caring for, for animals, much less humans. Um, you know, we all deserve better than that. And so, um, you know, speaking uh, particularly, I would say, as, as a post-abortive woman, as a woman who has been through those doors, who has um, undergone an abortion at one of, one of these kinds of facilities, a facility very much like the ones that we describe in Unsafe, um, based on all those government reports, this is a critical and absolutely integral piece of women's health care. If we cannot trust the government to um, to oversee uh, to oversee our health care in, in our facilities and ensure that they are held to basic health and safety standards, then we have a real problem. And, uh, and that's exactly what Louisiana was trying to do here. They were trying to ensure that at least these health care facilities would be held to basic health and safety standards, that at least when there's an emergency, that women would be able to... Um, would be able to to know that they would you know that they would have access to appropriate emergency care, and um, and, and we saw that the abortion industry sued. Um, time and time again, we see this kind of pushback on common sense health and safety regulations. Um, I am just grateful um, as a woman, as a post-abortive woman, that the Supreme Court is taking up this important, this critical issue for our day, and um, and I, I'm hopeful that they will. Um, begin the process at least to um, to start cutting back on Roe or erode at it or even uh, or even overturn it altogether and say, you know, we have a new day. We have a day when we have so much more hope, when we, you know, we're in a position where we can provide women with life-affirming choices. We can support women. We can come together as communities to support women with whatever they're facing. And there are better options that we can all live with. Fantastic. Thank you both for taking a few minutes. I know you're there on the ground in New Orleans, and I appreciate you giving us an insight into what the work looks like literally on the streets in the fight for life. Thank you for both joining us, Catherine and Steve. Thank you. We're glad to be able to have that conversation with Steve and Catherine. You know, Noah, it turned out just by chance that Catherine and Steve were in New Orleans today as this decision came down. They're there to witness to life on a whole spectrum of issues, but especially as the news has come down that the Supreme Court is going to be reviewing the Louisiana case, I think it's a beautiful thing that we were able to speak with them from the streets of New Orleans. Absolutely, and it seems like it has to be more than a coincidence that they were literally in Louisiana, and this could be the biggest abortion case of the decade, of the past 20 years maybe, maybe since 1992. They are two of the foremost experts on this field, their insight is very valuable. We're going to continue to watch this case very closely. We're going to report on it. So stay tuned to Americans United for Life. Tom, as Steve and Catherine pointed out, AUL has already played a role in this case. We submitted an amicus brief uh, written by our litigation counsel, Rachel and Morrison and Steve and Catherine also, requesting that the Supreme Court do exactly what they did, that they hear the petition from the state of Louisiana. We think it's really good that the court took our counsel to take on the case, and we're going to continue to shape the conversation as it unfolds.
Finally, as you're following this case, remember, this does concern abortion, but at the end of the day, the core issue is basic health and safety. The question is, what is medicine in America? And this relates to abortion because pro-abortion businesses want to argue that abortion is medicine. And if it is, then it should be treated just like other medical procedures. It should be subject to the same health and safety standards we expect in any hospital or medical facility. That's what this issue is about at the end of the day. We're grateful that Louisiana is going to provide a cause for the court and for the country to reflect on this issue, and we're thankful to continue to have these conversations. I'm Tom Shakely. This is Life, Liberty, and Law.